have another name niyibigira is that the correct Nibigira. way to say it niyibigira niyibigira <laughs> well most welcome to Ghana. so the coffee roadmap i've been reading some literature on the coffee roadmap map you are working towards getting 20 million bags by 2026 is that the plan by 2030 by 2030 isn't that a very small target your own microphone uh, dr yamlin uh oscar mm. if we look at where we have come from uh, from 3.5 million bags in 2014-2015 to 20 million bags by uh, 2030. That's a very ambitious transformation. And therefore, it's no mean feat uh, that uh, we can reach there. Uh, the second country in the world producing coffee after Brazil is Vietnam, and they stand at 28 million bags. So if we hit that target, we would definitely been one of the big players who would be in the third position in the world and therefore uh, it's a it's not many feet to reach that target mm. but the most important issue is not uh, actually about the 20 million bags per se it's the 20 million Uganda shillings per household you would be achieving and therefore the true north is about the money the value that comes in the pockets of the farmers uh, the revenue that comes to the to the coffers of the government uh, through taxes, uh, through uh, uh, other investments, but also importantly the actual jobs created. Mm. So it's a bigger it's a bigger issue beyond the 20 million bucks. I I, I agree. Um, are you able to put a financial target instead of keep you keep saying 20 million bucks? But you need to look at productivity. How are you working towards getting the 20 million uh, bags? Our target and was to have uh, 20 million bags, fetching 1.5 uh, million billion, billion uh, US dollars uh, by 2030. And I can tell you we have already surpassed uh, the midterm. We have collected 845 uh, million US dollars halfway when we are on at uh, uh, 5.7 uh, 6 uh, million bucks so the in terms of revenue we have uh, we have uh, done much more than expected and uh, the way we are pushing for varied added coffee the uh, the specialty coffees we are going to uh, we are going to hit that target be and beyond mm. I, I am looking at your roadmap here, um, saying to, to get 20 bags of coffee production, million. 20 million bags of production, 2025, 2030. You are looking at uh, demand and value addition, then production and enablers. Those are the three brackets you've Those singled out. Those are the three out. pillars, yes. Three pillars, the why? Three pillars. Mm. Uh, when we are looking at uh, uh, production, you first look at the market. You <coughs> have to look at first at the demand. If I just look at production, so we are looking at uh, first creating demand, adding value to our coffee, that will stimulate uh, production. 
And within production, we are looking at uh, uh, not only the producing of the coffee itself, we have also to look at the, the land where the, the, the production is going to be done. And then <coughs> when we look at the enabling uh, environment, we have to look at the roads mm -hmm. uh, for improving the, uh, the quality. We have to look at also the planting materials. Uh, that it, those are the seedlings and the seeds, and we have to look at, of course, the money to enable those processes to take place. Mm. Yeah, so we have been uh, focusing mainly on the demand and variation. That's why we do the promotion. You may know that U UCDA has an office in China. We are also looking at uh, the Maghreb, the North Africa, Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia. They, they drink Harari coffee. So that coffee, once they import it from, uh, from countries like Uganda, they export, they export it to the Middle East. But also we are looking at the Middle East. You said halal market. coffee or halal? You know? Halal. 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 <laughs> what is uh, coffee which is uh, not touched by Muslims, of course, it's not yeah. considered as hore uh, coffee. Mr. Semuji will correct me here. So we are exporting a lot of coffee, for example, to Sudan, the Khartoum. It's the largest coffee importer from Uganda after Italy. Even now? Yeah, mm -hmm. even now. Mm -hmm. uh, and that coffee, of course, is not even all consumed in, in Sudan. Hmm? Even in, in, even in what they are drinking. We exported in, in, in the, they have to no Egypt, to the Middle mm -hmm. East. It get, gets all the way to North Africa. Uh, so we are looking directly to the Bayratos, and you, uh, you've been following the Algeria. <laughs> business forum you've been looking at the uh, uia business forum we are looking at all these new markets but also maintaining our traditional ma market of uh, european union which takes between 55 to 60 percent of our coffee mm. dr yamlemia i'm really being nice to you so far on the program um let's <laughs> 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 welcome honorable peter Ogwang. you're most welcome to the capital gang in is that a yellow jersey or a peter guang jersey well like you've read it first of all you cannot distinguish yellow from me i am part of the yellow family so i'm just putting on uh. the ugandan color and that is uh, entirely the red uganda and i want to request honorable Uganda to bear with me for now <laughs> I thank you, but thank you for what, inviting what me. What do I have to do with your dressing? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Dr. Yamlemi. <laughs> so, supporting local coffee businesses, how are you doing that? Uh, mm. Coffee, as you may know, is a, uh, is a value chain uh, crop. So, we start from seed. Uh, <coughs> we, have, uh, uh, we have people who are producing seed. Uh, we certify those uh, coffee gardens. We have also f uh, farmers who produce seedlings. We certified all those seedlings. Those are all businesses. They are creating uh, jobs. They are, they are making money. We look at the farmers who are in the processing. We are providing some equip processing equipment, the haras, the wet mills. We are also looking at the roasters. Uh, this is an area where Many of the farmers, uh, most of those who were involved in the production, were only selling green coffee. But we are seeing also many of the, them adding value, roasting their own coffee. So we are training them on the roasting, but also providing the equipment for roasting. So the whole value chain, we are looking at it as a business, and we are providing the necessary support, both in terms of 
uh, soft skills, but also the hard skills like equipment. Mm. Uh, and, and of course, providing, uh, looking for markets for some of those coffees. Then what do you mean by saying imp you are improving quality of planting material? Uh, Oscar, probably for the listeners... Uh, and they are listening. Very soon you'll see them sending questions. Uh, the <laughs> mm. You're gone? The, uh, the planting materials, uh, we... We, we support the breeding of the new varieties, which are highly productive, disease-resistant, and drought-tolerant. 10% uh, of the money that comes to UCDA is transferred to the coffee research to develop new varieties. Uh, we are looking at farmers not only ex uh, expanding the acreage, but also for the, from the one plant they have planted to maximize the production. Mm. So productivity is the amount of uh, the quantity you produce per unit tree, per unit area. Mm. And, and, and finally, on the nice part, uh, access to inputs. Um, at some point, there'd been a big argument about taxing inputs and so on. Have, have you been able to help local businesses and local farmers access quality inputs? Uh, Inputs are, cheaper costs. Uh, inputs are threefold. There is where UCDA is involved. There is where it's uh, the bigger government of Uganda involved. Through Ministry of Agriculture, they regulate the, the fertilizers. They regulate the agrochemicals. Uh, but for UCDA, we are mainly restricted on uh, the planting materials. That, those are the seed and seedlings. So, but we've been also supporting through Ministry of Finance where there is equipment that is coming in the country uh, to argue that is part of very addition so that taxes are lowered. But, of course, it's still a bigger issue, a tax policy. Uh, we believe, for example, the packaging materials, the, the, the packaging materials should be exempt so that we can promote uh, more packaging of the value-added coffee. But that's, ag again, another discussion for mm. by the tax people. Okay, and, and yes, it's, it's a, a big discussion, Dr. Yamleme, but uh, since you've given us uh, some coffee, do, 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 do you want to speak about the coffee you're giving us? Uh, Oscar, I think for us, we all not only speak okay. about the coffee, we actually drink the coffee. The coffee you're handling is one of the best coffees in the world. Recently, we, uh, we, uh, we send our coffees to, uh, to Paris, to compete among uh, the big uh, coffee producers of coffee. And two of our coffees won gold. Uh, that is uh, Sasa coffee from Ergon, uh, the, the Gorilla Highlands coffee from Kisoro. Uh, we had also others, uh, other 12 which won gold, rather which won bronze and silver. And therefore, <laughs> our coffee is not doing very badly in the world. These were processed. Already? Yes, roast okay. and gr uh, ground coffee. Mm. Uh, the proportion is still low, uh, but we need. We are pushing. We are focusing on increasing more of the processed coffee, and we export the uh, the roast and ground coffee. Mm. But also, very addition has the certification, yeah. the organic, uh, fair trade, and the rainforest alliance coffee. So, very addition is not only the uh, uh, the roast and ground. As long as you can add, get additional money from your coffee yeah. through certification, you, you, that's you. very addition. 
Bravo, bravo. Well done. And you've gone into the area I wanted uh, us to go into <laughs> to put to you that maybe you are not the main player of coffee in Uganda. There's uh, Madame Penetti who was contracted, I don't know whether by your good office, to improve value addition. Um, and then recently we have a hub being opened in Serbia by another person who is commercializing coffee. So Semuju here, just before we came on air, was saying you are, you are now the small person of coffee. You have no control over these people. I, I think you may be aware that uh, the coffee trade is liberalized. Any player that comes in the country is much welcome. Uh, as long as it brings, it creates jobs, it, uh, it brings revenue to the country. Uh, even you, Oscar, I welcome you and I hope by next uh, planting season, you can start from planting coffee. So, be it Peneti, being Semuju, being Abdul Katundu, all Ugandans and all foreigners being, who want being investment Being Rabobo, all of them are welcome. Yes. Honorable uh, Semuju, <coughs> you've had the good news from uh, Dr. Iam Lemie. Uh, he's going places. The <coughs> Oscar, I think for thank you, Star <coughs> Cafe. You, you, listeners, you're hearing the noises. Moses and Peter Gwang are very busy. Mm. I think let me go back to the same old story of coffee, Oscar. Just to make those who are yeah, say welcome <coughs> to gang, Honorable Abdul Katuntu. You, you all this travel has given you this stock of shirts that um oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> every the Sunday the they sell no shirts in Uganda. These ones they have been washed by <laughs> tap water. I, are you sure these uh, are the ones they have burned? <laughs> okay. So you see, Oscar, let me go back to the old yes. story. I have said it many times, just for those who are hearing it for the first time. Uh, <clears throat> By around 1962 or around there, Uganda was selling 3.5, 3.6 million bags. We built the first dam in Jinja, the first electricity, using the coffee stabilization fund. The late Ab Mayanja told me that fund had grown very big. It had even started, government was using it to offer scholarships. In fact, his scholarship to Cambridge was part of, I mean, came from that fund and they are offering scholarship to many others. So, coffee at that time, I think that's why even when, still at our time, when we went to school, it was being profiled and described as uh, the backbone of Uganda's economy. Uh, many things have happened. But also the lack of focus. The I think one of the biggest trader of coffees in my constituent, and I visited them several times. The complaints, uh, part of it, featuring in his presentation, uh, the last time I visited, uh, I think now more than four years ago, was that uh, Vietnam, which was at half a million, half a million bag Vietnam. The last time I had a discussion with them, Vietnam was selling more than 20 million bags. So Vietnam, at the time, 1962, were selling 3.5 million bags. Vietnam was selling a half a million. They had grown to 20 million bags. 
Uganda was still um, at three, four, now I hear six or seven. But you take these statistics with a pinch <laughs> of salt. The NRM people and, and their technocrats are very good at manufacturing statistics. <clears throat> so, Vietnam, they now have a roadmap. And I think their roadmap, uh, if I recall, he said by 2030. 2030. Mm. The target is to grow 20 million, 20 bags. million bags. I highly doubt, but as I said, you see, to, NRM to, to <coughs> export 20 million bags. Yeah, NRM mm. people are very good. If they can't get the statistics, if they can't get the production, they will cook the statistics. They will, they will give them to you as if they, they are selling those bags. Because for the last uh, about three years, they have been talking about growth, six, seven uh, million bags. And I'm not sure. I have said I, I don't trust their statistics. But part of the problem is the lack of focus. The politicians who are responsible for the policy, sometimes they don't uh, act in concert with the technocrats. Just a few years ago, Yamuremu's UCDA was the one distributing seedlings. He did not participate in the revision of the policy. Recently, we are told as MPs, we are calling in parliament, where are seedlings? No, 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 the seedlings is now PDM. That's what government now. So the policy now is that they are no longer distributing seedlings. And because they are not the ones who are doing production, you are not uh, providing seedlings. So this sector can only grow by itself. So the predictions you are making are like uh, the words of meteorological department. You are not responsible for the weather. You just look at it and then make a prediction. You can ask people to begin planting and it doesn't rain. So you are not the one who is producing coffee you are almost no longer giving any incentives because Mr. Seven announced a, a shift in a policy that he now wants money to go to villages and parishes and he didn't have the money. So what did he do? He went and picked money from NADs, from uh, UCDA and from other, from other departments of government and created a fund of, of one trillion shilling. So I actually want to understand now what are they doing, apart from certifying uh, uh, maybe people who are selling uh, seedlings. Because at that time, the biggest activity was, was, was by them. And also because of politics, Oscar. Mm. Um, <coughs> the, the, the Kaltum is not actually a big consumer of coffee. Kaltum just buys they go to Cairo and process and sell to Europe. They are just a middleman. They are not the ones I mean, consuming what they are buying from Uganda. So the complaint by the traders was that the uh, government had for a very long time failed to eliminate Khartoum. So how can Khartoum come to buy your coffee and then sell it to Egypt? Egypt processes because they have, I think, the, 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 the machines that we have in Africa. Khartoum has the best. So if you want to export to Europe, you can only go to... to Kaltum, I mean to, to Cairo. Um, <clears throat> so that remains a problem. So the value addition that the president keeps talking about, <clears throat> of course he's doing it, uh, so the slogan hearing is okay, but he does it uh, shabbily by bringing in uh, Pinetti, who was uh, initially, until we got to know I was dealing in furniture, but she came to do the value addition in coffee. Even in hospital, she has never. <laughs> she, she, her experience starts with the war. 
<laughs> so the point is the, 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 the roadmap is exciting Oscar uh-huh. that we have a target as a country I only have a problem I don't think that target is realistic because government is doing a, it's almost now washing it because the money that is going to PDM money that I have borrowed and it's not conditional you cannot mm. tell me that I, 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 I should grow coffee you've just lent me money and I'll use it the way I want initially money that was going through Yamremie, if it was for buying seedlings, it was for buying seedlings. The, the money that you now send, those who are borrowing that money will determine what they want to use it for. As long as the condition is that you return that money, you borrow one million, and then you'll be returning thousand mm. per month. Even that hasn't been sorted out. You saw the government people the other day, they said the prison needs to clarify did he exempt uh, up to two years? Can people start paying? In other areas, they are paying. So I am not sure. Uh, and all the intervention that have been done from Ruawogo to Pineti to everybody, they do them shabbily. The other day it was, uh, it mm. was uh, Salim Saleh who was in Cairo and China. You remember the trucks he had in Denmark. When there was money to, 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 to promote the sale of Ugandan coffee to Europe, Sare took it over. He didn't know what to do. They went and loaded the trucks with coffee and started loitering streets in Canada and London. But again, going back to the history, and Abdu can um, bear me witness, when you had the Uganda Coffee Marketing Board, with all its problems, you go to London, even the manager responsible for marketing had a house there, was a resident, together with all the staff, all that is no longer happening. So when, uh, and, and knowing the NRM, when they hear an opportunity has come, one NRM politician will show up and take it over and, and he will mess it up. So I just pray for mm. the technical people like Yamremi. They can continue having this roadmap. But as long as you have the same heads running the state, you're going to run into the same problems. Mm. And you cannot make a prediction M- M- in a sector where yeah. where you are not we are not the main player. Hey, hey, thank you, Honorable Samuju. Uh, Mr. Moses Biarohanga, mm-hmm. <coughs> at least you heard Samuju says the roadmap is exciting. Uh, it, it does seem exciting, and the figures seem exciting as well. And to see that Dr. Yamlimi has a cash target and a bugs target. But of course, uh, when you think about the things out of his control, like Madame Penetti, like... Uh, opening a hub in Zambia and also maybe so many billions going to Mr. Ravogo. The one of China, Those Oscar. Mm. The Chinese, but, but are not see, ta- Chinese are not taking coffee. The, the so we said we should go and train them the same way they were training Ugandans here recently, you remember. Is it, uh, you are um, not in UCDA. Oscar. Reports mm. came let, me sw- let me switch off Semuju's uh, uh, microphone. Uh, Oscar, I think mm. Semuju sometimes he talks about things he has not researched well about. Um, I've been following up with the co- and, and well, he said he sounded, but I said he has not done it. The sounding and Nafi having is done in the studio as well. Welcome to Gang Nafi. Oh, Nancy mm. came in. Oh, yes. I didn't see her mm. now. Uh, Os- Oscar, the, the <laughs> Oscar, the, the issue of they have raised, um, about, uh, about the roadmap, the roadmap is good. I think he, uh, Dr. Yamremi, some of the things he didn't go deep because of the time. 
Uh, on, you asked him about uh, the coffee research they are doing. There's a, a, a group called Nakori. 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 They have so far brought on the, ma on the market 10 coffee varieties. And so far. To be released next year. So far, you have released seven. We have released ten. Uh, three other lines are coming up. And and these these uh, they have done research in, in respect to 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 being disease resistant, uh, being to drought resistant, and so forth. So that and the productivity to to, to improve on productivity, all these are being done to promote the coffee sector. Um, you asked, then you also, I think on the money coming in, in the last coffee year, the, the latest report I have from you shows that we, Uganda, that is October 2022 to end of September 2023, we got $940 million from exports of coffee. No, no, I said, we you report from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are here with him. We can we correct. Talking about the what uh, he's correcting me is about the the, the coffee year. Yeah. 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 You continue with your submission. So, so the coffee year, Uganda has earned 940 million US dollars, almost clocking to a billion dollar, and I'm sure next year we should be able to clock a billion dollar from coffee. So you you asking him about the increase in mm. uh, in earnings? Yes, increase in earnings. Now the issues you have raised about to Pineti, about to Sabi, about what? Those are, for they, they, are more, they are more in research, as UCDA, as you mentioned, they are brought varieties on the market. They are more in production and productivity. But now, the, the other asp aspects of coffee, value addition, it's not UCDA to, to control value addition. It is for the business sector, for Abu Dukatun to come out and add value to coffee. Abu Dukatun to add value to coffee, it, does, it doesn't have to have produced coffee. It doesn't have to have a coffee garden doesn't have to have uh, a coffee shop. When you go to these, uh, the people who are selling the coffee, you go to CJ. Uh, Mr. Mandela doesn't own a coffee, a coffee house. I mean, a, a coffee garden. The one that sets up this. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What I'm talking about is uh, <laughs> the, 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 the primary and secondary activities. So the, the export of coffee is not, is not for them, they are, they are part about quality. They make sure that if you are exporting coffee from Uganda, it must be of quality. But uh, how many who are, who are exporting, if, if we can get a market in Serbia, that's good for them. That would mean we are adding value to our coffee. Uh, Semuji has been saying that uh, when Sudan buys our coffee, our green bean, they go add value and we export to Europe. Now, Kaltum. Okay, the question now is, if... If uh, Sudan can do that, if they are doing it, if if I if I want to take, uh, if I hope, uh, Samuji is correct. If they can do it, why can't we do it? Do, we, do they have UCDA to be down to do it? So no, but because it is being done by the private sector, the people who are doing that value addition are not UCDA in 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 Sudan, are not government in Sudan, are private sector players. So. There, can be, there could be as many private sector players as possible. Whether you, can, you are exporting coffee to Serbia, whether you are exporting coffee to China, and so forth. In any case, today, if you look at the coffee exporters of you in Uganda, uh, about almost 80% of the coffee exports is done by multinationals, which who are not owned by Ugandans. So, the question now is, is how do we stop so not only export the green bean, but also export 
value coffee with value addition there were there were people arguing that uh, when you add value then the the coffee roses aroma but i've had those arguments but now here somebody is saying you sudan is is doing is exporting our coffee with value addition how come the value the coffee we export with uh, sudan as a green bean they add value through from from uh, cairo or wherever when it goes to Europe, why how come it doesn't lose the aroma? So we have had all these uh, during the penetrated debate. We're saying, ah, you can't exp- you can't add value in Uganda because it will lose value, it will lose the aroma. But uh, but uh, other countries are doing it. That, those were some of the arguments. It, it may not it was not from same with you, but those arguments were being even here on Capital Ganga. I remember uh, it, we, we, we we had somebody who was uh, saying that. The biggest problem with penetrate was the creation of a monopoly. There was because no the argument was see, saying that 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 uh, Pinet first of all not be paying taxes, but she will set up plant here, and everybody must say it to her listen, until she is satisfied. Listen, That's what listen, the listen, listen, listen. I see you, you don't do research. You see, Pinet needed sixty thousand tons of, co- of 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 coffee. Now she wanted she wanted the the the, the screen eighteen in the last coffee year. Uh, if I follow the doctor, Yamuri made the figures correct. Our coffee exports of, of green were 15% were green were was green 18. So what you people who are arguing, what you need to do is how do we increase our exports of the best of one of the best values of uh, values of coffee into green 18. So yes, she needed a monopoly. She needed a, 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 the, the, sup, the supply of what she needed. If, if somebody going to add value. And he said, because, but if you are going to export it as raw, me, I'm going to export it as uh, with value addition. Let me first have what I need. Then beyond that, you can be able to export. That, that has no problem with that. And that mom- I, I would see some of that monopoly today. Okay. Moses. Um. Because it makes economic sense for the country that when you, ex- you export your coffee with value addition, you earn like five times more than if you export it as a, as a raw bean. Now, the, the, the people who are fighting were that we want to export the, the screen 18 and sell it at, two, at $2.3 instead of Pinetti adding value and sell it at about $9. $9. Uganda will earn more money with mm. that adding value to the screen 18 than just selling it as a green bean. Moses. I receive support it today. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But Moses, here's a question for you. That's where the problem was. Before a, a question for you here before others also join in. Yes. You know, my mother regularly listens to Capital Gang and she's a, a coffee grower. So how does she... She marks you. How, yeah, she, on coffee, she's marking Dr. Yamleme. Mm. So how is Dr. Yamleme's target going to help her, a woman in Katende? Target of, uh, of 20 million bags of coffee and more money for Uganda and so on. Well, for where, where does she fit in Yamremi's plans? If she's also growing, first of all, she's growing, growing coffee. The question mm-hmm. is, is she growing the, the, the right variety, which the, Dr. Yamremi has researched on? Or because people still have the old coffee trees and their productivity is low. So I would advise her to plant the new varieties whose productivity is higher and also use better methods of uh, farming. Uh, use fertilizer, a special organic one, so that she ca- she's able to earn more from her, her coffee tree. Uh, secondly, you also asked a question. Uh, no. Uh, um, only your microphone is on. Wait, wait. wait. Uh, it's only your microphone on. Mm. Uh, uh, Semuji was saying, now that uh, there was PDM, how will uh, UCDA succeed in, the, in, in this target? You see, y- UCDA... I think their budget used to be about 50 billion, sh- 50 billion shillings a year. 
they were buying seedlings, yes, and supplying them to the willing farmers who are willing to, to plant coffee. Now, under PDM, this, the issue is you get your money. Since you have been willing coffee, to plant coffee, go and buy the seedlings yourself. Uh, so I don't see a very big challenge. For them, they can continue ensuring quality, ensuring uh, productivity is high, but the farmers already know what they want. So if a farmer wants to plant coffee, they'll plant coffee. They, they will not just force people to plant coffee use, uh, through the seedlings they were giving out. They will still give them out to the willing people to plant okay. coffee. And whether today, you have heard here, our own Fono Pondo has been, has been posting uh, uh, pictures on our forum where he's planting coffee. So there are many people who are coming out to plant coffee, and the coffee, I'm sure the coffee planting is going to increase even when UCD is not giving out seedlings. Okay. Uh, let's come to Abdul. Not, not, not just yet. Let's have a discussion now on the table and then we'll come back to you. We'll uh, get the Minister Gwang here to speak you, 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 last. You, you need more discussions from Nanfi before you can... Uh, Abdul, <laughs> let me switch off Moses' microphone as well. You also have some coffee trees, Abdul, in, in Buyende, I recall. Butende. Butende. And... <laughs> And 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 I I, I, I I think just like my mother, your coffee trees have not been influenced by UCDA at all. Yeah, mm. yeah it started from I think my grandfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they had improved and so on. But I'm sure in many families we still have that problem. It's a challenge. Uh, first of all, I, I was listening to both uh, my friend Yamle Miante and Moses. And then I reflected on the history of Ugandan coffee. Uganda as a country, we've been having this cash crop as our uh, cash cow for a very long time. In the 60s, as you know, the economy was basically a cotton coffee economy. Uh, a little bit of tea too. Uh, a friend of mine retired, the honorable retired major, Johnny Kazora's mother, called the, the, the deceased uh, Kakamanje, one time told me when I'd gone to visit the family that the Kazoras managed to go to school and their family improved their household income because of the coffee boom of the 60s. And for that, at that time, I think Emilio Bote was voting, was, was, was standing as a presidential candidate, said, much as these people in NRM, yes, I am going to vote for Emilio Bote because I'm recognizing the coffee boom of the 60s, yeah, when Obote was still in power. So, uh, as a country, we should really be proud and say, okay, this sector has been supporting this economy, including the worst of times. During Amin's time, for those of you who, uh, we had an embargo, a national embargo, but the smuggling of coffee, especially to Kenya, basically earned Uganda some sort of money to continue going, especially during the turbulent times of Yiri Amin. In the early medias of the NRM, things were bungled up because we didn't have a clear policy direction. That's how we got the institution of coffee marketing board literally killed. 
You remember even the infrastructure it had. Today, Oscar, you go to that Bugolobi place, you know that uh, mm, coffee, marketing the coffee marketing body board. infrastructure? Mm. We messed it up. But it tells you, when you look at the, the, how big that infrastructure, it tells you what the government was trying to do at that time, knowing very well this is what the sector should be. And, and Mr. Yamli knows here that throughout the country, the coffee marketing board properties and so on, which were put up because of our earnings in coffee are so high. Now, when you look at this story we are looking at today, Mr. Yamlemi, I would love to you to tell us more about the challenges you are facing than Moses's posturing. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. Mm. I am telling you, because let us be Ugandans. We have a sector which we think can even earn us, we are talking about $800 million, mm. but can it has a potential even to go to $1.5 billion. What is it that we can do to get there? What are the obstacles? This gambling of penalty of what, does it improve the sector or not? Th these are the sort of challenges I would like to address my mind. And not to go, to go into, oh, you know, this is this and so on. Uganda is one of the biggest producing countries in the world since the 60s. When at one time, I don't know, in the 60s, were number what, Mr. Yamulemi? Not far off. Fro from Brazil? Not, not far off. Uh, were number what? Four. Uh, yeah? We're about number four. Three, well, four. Uh, you mm. see, so you are talking about a big player in the sector. So to me, Mr. Yamlemi, I want to say, look here. Guys, we can achieve this, but only if we address these problems. And then you get a person like me. Uh, you get a person like me to contribute to the solutions to the problems we have other than saying oh everything is now okay we are now doing very well okay so i think that is a, 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 a bad way of handling this issue we can celebrate the achievements yes but we can actually do more i don't want to be excited by mediocre achievements no 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 no, no. please 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 i don't <laughs> i just want us and, and moses because you see moses is one of the most brilliant people this country has today with an influential position. Because there are not many people in Moses' position who are as intelligent as he is. There are not very many. So, me, I want Moses. Because he sits across from that back. Because he's. Her microphone is not on. Okay, mm. thanks God. So, to me, I was thinking, Moses, if we can put out. Uh, let me give to. The, the, let me, Mr. Yamlemi, the issue of uh, PDM. And say, so, okay, now get money and buy. I know what it is. Just let us look at the uh, after PDM this year, and you see how many people have gone into farming because of PDM. People well, have uh, got uh, money, uh, and they have gone Dr. ahead Dr. to buy. has nothing to say about PDM. That one comes back to Moses. No, but it affects him. He does, yes. It yes. affects yes. him. It is the sector. And it you know, is. Dr. Yamlemie is supposed to be our technical advisor in the sector. He's running it. Do and for us, we are policymakers. And he, if you don't advise people like Moses, Moses uh, who want to do politicking about it, then we are in trouble. Do you trouble. think Yamlemi said anything about uh, Pinetti? No, I don't expect him to talk about Pinetti. <laughs> Pinetti, let us leave it to, <laughs> to let Moses. us leave it to Moses. Will, will he speak about Ravogo? Moses, Moses, Moses is enough with Pinetti. I think he does. <laughs> what about Ravogo? Will Yamlemi speak about Ravogo? <laughs> 
that one also is Moses. So we have mm. that problem today. We have that problem today mm. about attracting more farmers yeah. to grow. Coffee. Let's go to Nanfi. Mm. Uh, Nanfi, like, uh, uh, hold on, Doctor Hamlin. No, you are coming. You're going to come. After we we give, then you come in. <laughs> Oscar. But Nanfi, you oh, also Nanfi. have. I saw that you have some coffee trees. At my farm. Yes. Unfortunately, and I, I haven't mm. been. I, I haven't been converted. My neighbor Bart Kakoza oh. is actually doing a lot of coffee, and mm. he's, he's. Is he, he doing the Yamlemia coffee or the old style coffee? I think the that old, my he's, my he's mother and Katun to doing. And mm. strictly organic. So ah. I think for now, not yet. Ah. Mm. I knew he must have been using the Nakris, the varieties they have put on the market. So no, go on. Nafi. He had mm. a season where it all failed, and then he said he he tried again. So I think maybe the varieties weren't working if he was using them. I don't know, but will tell us uh, one of these days. Uh, Oscar, for me, it is it is it is a discussion like this becoming political that is that is worrying. Uh, for example, um, we had a discussion as capital gang members um, about bringing in less political issues and then more developmental issues for the country because we have a good audience and listenership who. Um, a conversation like this should spur them to go to the gardens and get the 60 acres that they have idling and consider growing coffee on these acres so that we improve our production. So these discussions should be about that. They shouldn't be about Pinetti. They shouldn't be about the failing coffee sector. They couldn't be about false optimism. They, could, they shouldn't be about ridiculous figures that don't make sense to the listener because what happens is then the listener just tunes out switches off that and waits for um, the next discussion about the next crisis in the country. So my, my encouragement for discussions like this is that Ms., uh, Dr. Yamleme here should give us the, 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 the potential of the sector and we sit down and have a, a, a very good discussion, a productive discussion that then spurs Ugandans because we have an elite listenership who can afford actually to get into these sectors then say, this is something I should consider. Let me go back to the drawing board. I've never understood. What are you saying about coffee? Mm. What I'm saying about coffee is... I'm very rich background. To give us a discussion. You're also becoming Moses. we should be discussing, for example, Dr. Yamleme, what happened to the ICO pullout. When we pulled out, are we better? Did we succeed in leaving ICO? These are the things... Because the last time we was here, that... The last time we discussed this. So we should we should be discussing the numbers uh, before and after I call uh, pull out how did it help us and 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 the politics uh, not not the politics but the thinking and the decision behind that then we should go on to discuss the numbers because we are looking at 800 900 million dollars and when you look at the numbers in China the coffee consumership has grown uh, to over 15.3 billion dollars in consumption in China all you're gonna need is two three of those billions and when you look at the president telling us that he went all the way to Oyam and did and saw chunks for two for two uh, hours, two hours you're driving about over how many square miles, and there's nothing on the ground there. We've been blessed with rich soils, that in any part of Uganda, all they need is testing and confirmation that they. So we we need we need to stop looking at small time farming of this product that, like Abdul said, has been a cash cow for Uganda for so many years. We need. We are placed in such a good, pos in a vantage position that we need to take advantage of. It's not enough to give us the numbers, and then you see the first son getting so much money to put in this sector. You see the government 
wasting a trillion shillings on PDM. What if we invested one trillion shillings in coffee, just coffee? We got two big time farmers to be to help the outgrowers. They have their farms of like say nine square miles of coffee, and then they are helping out growers who are growing coffee on the side. And then we are reaching out to markets like China. It could even be the raw coffee that we export and still would do better than now instead of jumping the gun and then go straight to let's do, let's let's let, let's um, refine our coffee let's do value addition the uh, argument Moses about value addition no one argues with us even my my brother Semuju here who argues against anything NRM cannot argue about that the argument for value addition but then if you gloss over all the problems that you have and then concentrate on value addition then you're not going to get us. You will add the value, but it's, it's still not solve the fundamental problems that the sector has. So yes, I'm I'm, I'm looking at um, Dr. I. M. Lemme's um, roadmap here, and it, it's very optimistic. Like many things in Uganda, the figures look good at a glance in the midterm. In the long term, we we look. But how are we going to get the wider public to come on board? It is not more. Because already, um, most of the, a lot of the public distrust anything that comes from Moses or Ofonopondo or NRM at this point because they have earned that. No one is going to trust the numbers Moses is going to come and give us here. But how do we get the public to come on board to trust that Dr. Yamleme here is giving us the numbers that are going to spur somebody who has a square mile. Instead of selling it, they say, I have investment. So we have to work on the investment in the sector, on agricultural insurance, like we were talking about last week, on so many things before we even get to value addition. And then when we get to value addition, it doesn't help the country if then you start fronting um, um, Pinetti, you start fronting um, mm. Rabogo and those suspicious figures who the country has distrusted for such a long time. So for me, uh, the conversation should not even be political. It should be how uh, at the end of this discussion, we should be encouraging Ugandans to come and do this. And how do you encourage them? Tell them that at the end of this road, at the end of your coffee road, two, three years down the road, your life is going to be, is going to be fundamentally changed and that of the lives around you. Okay. There is so much potential. Thank we you. We shouldn't sit on it. Let's go to Honorable Peter Ogwang. I don't know if he has planted any coffee. First of all, I'd like to begin by... Th- I, I want. I, you only knows animals. I want first. I want first to begin by thanking you, Oscar, and all the panelists here for inviting me to be on the Capital Gang. Mm. Of we course, have a hot seat for you in a few minutes. No problem, and I'm ready for that. And of course, my brother Semuju, when you're here and you listen to him attentively, if you're not a farm person, you can intimidate him, and that is Semuju anyway. <laughs> That is for me and him. Mm. Now, I also want to thank, first of all, my mentor here. I am what I am because of Mr. Moses Beruhanga. So I'm privileged today that I'm seated in the same table with him. I want to thank him for making me who I am because most people don't know who I am. No, please. No, no, no. I've been consistent. So for that, I want you to protect but, but me, Mr. Oscar. <laughs> You, you, you <laughs> ignore all and go to coffee now. Now, yeah. that, 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 needs, that, that needs to be investigated, and I, I leave that to the, but, to the panelists. But here. don't worry, nothing was heard by the audience. Now, mm. first of all, I want to appreciate the discussion which is taking place here. And like all of us and most of us are observing that uh, 
this discussion we really need to tailor it on the area where we need to see where we should be and also pick up a few areas where we seem not to be doing well. And I want to address myself to the following question. And I'm happy that the ED, Uganda Coffee, is here. The following are first of all my areas of concern. I'm aware the country is zoned. And that's why the question of whether Teso grows coffee or not. I'm aware that in Teso there's one or two districts now. That's Kaberemaido, Kalaki area. That's along the shores of Lake Kyoga. There seems to be coffee growing there. Now in the areas where... Kaberemaido should not be Teso. In the areas where <laughs> coffee is entirely grown, like where Honorable Semu Junganda comes from, that is in Chansanga, I have the following observations, for particularly for my brother, the ED here. What needs to be done to increase coffee production in that specific and coffee and growing in that specific area? Productivity. As yes, as government. Are we doing the correct thing? And if we are not, how do we supplement, support the farmers to increase on this productivity to help us increase on the exports? Number two, I am talking about PDM. Have we carried out research as of now in the areas where coffee is grown, whether the farmers who have accessed this money are giving this money specifically to buy coffee seedlings and they are planting seedlings and planting coffee. Number three, how have we managed to enter into the big markets? What strategy do we have? I have just returned from Russia. I've been in Russia, in Palm City. We're having temperatures at almost negative. And that's a big market. I asked my colleague, the Minister of Sports of the Fed Russian Federation, whether our coffee, Ugandan coffee and our ambassador. We seems to be entirely not taking advantage of some of those big markets. So when we talk about India, when me and Oscar were in Russia a few years ago, on the shelves, there was Ethiopian coffee, Rwanda coffee, Kenya, Kenya coffee, and so on. Nothing Uganda. And I, and I, I want to I want to talk about India, China. Talk about the Arab world. Talk about Australia. Talk about America. How is, how we really, what strategy do we have directly to focus on our product, particularly the coffee we are talking about in that big market? The other one, as I conclude on that specific subject matter, is that uh, I think we need to appreciate efforts made by some good Ugandans who are trying to help us market our coffee. In some of these markets we are talking about, the few markets we have got. And there is a deliberate strategy as government where I am, we must come up to see how do we help such farmers or such specific businessmen to allow our coffee continue to be in that area. But for me, who comes from the area, I am a cattle keeper like Moses, but I'm also going to try to think one acre of coffee because I feel this this authority needs to do a lot in terms of helping us also the other areas which in our considered opinion have been taken not growing coffee to be brought on board by carrying out research specifically on our, on our soils. So Mr. Oscar I think that is an area where I can be able to put it to add in an input 
and as far as the discussion is concerned, I thank you so, so thank much. Thank you, thank you. Then we're going to stop for a break, and after the break, we'll get to Dr. Iyamureme to respond to so many things. We have a regular listener, Nandala Mukota, says, Oscar, these are targets of UCDA uh, likely will not be met. Ever since UCDA was formed in 1991, they have targets of 20 million bugs by 2020. Uh, they have not reached half these targets. Why Uganda should embrace maybe cocoa growing as the best crop earner. Brazil cultivates 20 million acres and earns only 6 billion US dollars. And from exports, uh, Ivory Cross, from, expo uh, from exports, Ivory Cross grows on 5 million acres of uh, cocoa and earns 5.2 billion US dollars from exports. <laughs> and, and right now, because of huge earnings from cocoa in West Africa, Brazil, and other Latin countries are making a paradigm shift to cocoa. I, I don't know if that's true, but uh, Dr. Yamleme will respond. Let's stop for a break. We'll come back from the break. And uh, in the break, yes, we were taking Star Coffee and discussing a lot of coffee talk. So, Dr. Eamulemye, let's give you two microphones uh, for your responses to all. Uh, 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 yeah. Mm. Go on, please. Uh, thank you, Oscar, and uh, thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity. Uh, I'm not a politician, and I, I will veer away as much as possible from that, but I will give you the empirical figures, and I want Samuji to trust the figures. <laughs> because these figures are captured by UBOS, these figures are captured by URA in exports, these figures are captured by, by Bank of Uganda. They are real figures. But I will uh, turn to my brother, Honorable, um, uh, to really bring him on board and to inform him that actually the driest area in Uganda is Karamoja. And the three districts in Karamoja are BIM. Uh, starting with the beam, we have uh, uh, other areas in Nicaragua which are growing coffee. So Katakui is possible. Uh, other areas, Kabiramedo, we actually uh, it's a coffee growing area. We are recently testing other areas within the Teso region. So all these areas are possible, and there are only three factors required. One, we need to have these varieties which are tolerant to drought. It's not true that the rain is themselves, the total amounts are, are lower than other parts of the country. It's only that the, when it comes, there is a high runoff of the, the water. So if we harvested this water, it's possible to have this, uh, uh, this coffee growing in, in this area. Uh, that brings me to the issue of... There is a... A runoff, you can trap water uh, either dam, by dam, uh, by dam. dams, yes. but also you can have shallow wells. You don't have to have necessarily the drip irrigation for every farmer. Israel itself, which is a quarter of the population, uh, is uh, is uh, uh, a quarter of the area which is uh, oh, arid. Sorry, I don't it's want to. I don't want to disrupt uh, uh, Dr. Yamuremi. As you are. But he is doing uh, an essay for secondary school. Because in a position where you are, you should be telling us things that you are doing. But I said, if we do this, if we do this, if we do this, then why do we have you here? I'm telling you where we have already that Karamoja, we are gro growing coffee. 
94% of the uh, of the country is arable and is uh, possible to grow coffee. We are growing coffee in 86% of the country. We moved from uh, 72 districts. We are now in 126 districts. This is a fact. So I'm not t talking about projections. I'm talking about the real uh, the real areas we are growing coffee. Uh, we. Most of you, and I know you are all elite, you looked at the, the call for expression of interest for large, medium, and large-scale farmers. We are now doing evaluation. What I tell you is we have over 1,500 uh, people who have applied for this. These are, these are elites in offices. These are people in Chikubo. Coffee is moving from peasantry, people who are looking at how to make money. If we look at the number of uh, acreage of, of farmers who have moved from uh, half acre, two acres, now to 50 acres, 200 acres, 1,000 acres, the number is, is, is increasing. And that's where the focus is looking at. So that even the coffee seedings, we are talking about distribution. A farmer who has 50 acres, we are providing them the seedings to have a mother garden where they can be harvesting to replace the old clones, to replace those which are not performing very well. <coughs> this we are demonstrating and it is happening, and I want to invite many of you to join us. Uh, this matching grant we are put, putting up is in addition to the PDM. PDM is addressing small farmers. Uh, we have uh, over eight, uh, 8 million uh, euros. Uh, we are working put it in Ugandan money. Sorry, <laughs> put it in Ugandan money. Uh, multiply like by four uh, four thousand, we get uh, around thirty uh, thirty two billion Ugandan shillings. That's just one core in one season, and there is mm. still more. So what we are trying to say is, we have been thinking as smallholder farmers. The average Ugandan is producing half acre to two and a half acres. For us, our ambition is to look at. 10 acres and above. So our call for applications was Average 10 acres. It's, it's half acre to two and a half acres. That is the normal coffee production. But for us to be commercially, to think about value addition, to think about tertiary processing, we have to be thinking about a commercial production. That's why we are looking at 10 acres and above. And 1,000 people have Over 1,500. That's the first call. And the people we are talking about are people like us in this room. If we look at people like Ian Clark, a medical person who left his hospital and investing 1,500 acres uh, of coffee. Uh, Oscar, I have numbers here of the churches. We have mobilized the churches, and I can tell you from uh, by even by name, how many churches are producing, uh, planting coffee on the church land? And that's for us uh, an area which we, we are looking at a lot of uninterested land, and where we need to show that by planting coffee, that you make more money. Kazo, which was traditionally a, uh, a cattle uh, uh, producing area, is now is turning to coffee. And we are looking at integration uh, of uh, planting coffee with the, those who are having animals so that there is, uh, there is an integration. Of course, with the manure, but also if you get money from milk, you can invest in, uh, in coffee when it is still uh, before the production. 
coffee starts production, high production after three years. That's when you break even. But then you will continue earning that money after 60 years. Now, after 10 years, you have to stamp those old coffee trees to rejuvenate their production. So there are a lot of potentials and we are seeing, especially people who are coming in uh, with the uh, purpose of running coffee as, as a private sector other than just relying on government. That's why we are talking of the matching grant where uh, a farmer is going to, uh, government is cont contributing 40% and the private sector is producing 60% rather than relying on the settings from the, uh, from the government. Now, in terms of strategy to promote coffee in emerging markets, we have seen, and these numbers don't lie, Morocco is now uh, one of the, uh, in Africa, after Sudan, Sudan is the traditional market. We have Morocco, we have Algeria, we have uh, Tunisia. Mm. These are importing Ugandan coffee. Mm. The coffee is going to these countries. Whether they are brokers or not, they are giving us money. So there is a market. Mm. There is a market. We so have seen mm. the Middle from East. From Tanzania, where he comes from. We have it seen the Middle East. <laughs> the Middle East is a logistics okay. center. It is between Europe and Fa Asia. And you've seen mm. after the final uh, word from you, Doctor. After Yamlemi. the mm. uh, the Dubai Expo, exports in those markets have increased. Much of this uh, coffee is also going to Russia. We are having a big volume of coffee directly going to to Russia. And thanks for the bilateral discussions we've been having. Our embassy in uh, in Russia, but they are promoting our mm. own coffee. Thank you, thank China, you, Doctor. We have, mm. uh, China is the growing, is the biggest. I want to close out coffee this. Growing this other mm. Coffee consumption is highest in, in China. They are turning from tea to coffee. And that's why we set up a UCDA office so that we uh, we uh, we link them to the uh, to, to Ugandan exporters to add value also to buy it, uh, to Thank you. export mm. the, the green beans. Moses, uh, you wanted to talk about uh, 37 billion and Mr. Rawugo. You see, um, one thing, uh, Dr. Yamule may sit here, because uh, whenever, most of the things I talk about coffee, I always call him to, to get the uh, technical information from him. And uh, so. Wait, you call Rawugo? No, Rawugo is a policymaker like me. But we also need the, we, both of us need the. Both <laughs> <laughs> of us need, uh, doc, uh, need Dr. Yamuremi. Now, he's talking about marketing. Part Wh of the problem... Who's talking about marketing? Rawog is about marketing mm. of the coffee. We have the coffee bean. We want to add value to the coffee bean. When the issue of penalty came up for in the parliament and in our media, people are saying, how about supporting Ugandan exporters to reach those markets? So the Rawog initiative... Is, uh, a is bringing some coffee, Ugandan coffee exporters together to reach out to those markets. But one of the challenges the most of the Ugandan coffee farmers, uh, exporters face is the capital. They are not well capitalized. The, as I told you, about 80 or plus uh, per se, uh, percent of our coffee exports is run by multinationals. These are people who can buy coffee, hold it for some time, even sell at a better price. Our hours are, are undercapitalized. So that fund they put there was to help Ugandan coffee exporters. A call which was been coming out from parliament, from everywhere, 
and if, even in the recommendation of parliament, we are saying support Ugandan exporters. So it is not money going to Rabogo, the personal office. It's the money going to uh, support Ugandan exporters rich markets like Serbia, Russia, uh, China, those is, is not about. So I wanted to make that clarification. Um, so you think we need to meet Rabogo? Mm. Huh? Hey, okay. It's not money for Rabogo. It's money to support Ugandan coffee exporters. And we need more. T $10 million is nothing. We, 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 we need more money. Thank you. We need more money. We need more money to support Ugandans so that they can reach more, more, more bigger markets mm. in the world so that we, we get we earn more from coffee. As the president has been explaining, the coffee industry in the world is $465 billion. Uh, the coffee exporters, Brazil, Uganda, Ethiopia, all together, earn only $25 billion. From that $465, the Africans, the African exporters, including Uganda, earn 2.5 billion. Now, Uganda is, is coming close to a billion. So, meaning that with 1 billion coming to Uganda, the rest of Africa is earning only 1.5 billion. So, that's why we need to go to the niche markets with value addition and earn more money. Mm. Simple. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, you see, for you, whenever you have your two minutes, they become ten minutes, and then no, open no, another discussion. Not, what I'll do is I'll get you to include them in the next discussion. No, the next discussion uh, is different. I'm talking about coffee. I would have finished by now if you're not. We should have had the whole show about coffee. Indeed, but we didn't. Yeah. Honourable. Hold on, hold on. You you'll be able to. Honourable mm. Ogwang, uh, time for you in the hot seat. So let's uh, grab yeah, microphone to you. Mm. Pardon? Yeah, <laughs> netball uh, Federation. To Netball. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> from coffee to Netball. <laughs> so I wish they Why have you disbanded the Netball Federation? In fact, that's not the way to put it. The big question is, Honorable Guang, it looks like you have no control over the National Council of Sports. Because if we have our biggest export eh, in the Netball Association, and I now know. it lands into trouble, if, 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 it, if it is uh, cancelled out and all, they lose their position in the world, they, they, they really, they, it has been, they have been good ambassadors for Uganda, world over. There was a time at the World Cup, the whole country was talking about Uganda. Even there's a gang here, Abdul started watching netball. He stood up, went to the TV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even those are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, on the microphone. First of all, mm. I'd like to thank you for inviting me and for giving sports this very, very important mm. time because for us to get an opportunity to come to the capital gang to discuss sports is entirely one I must appreciate yes. the management. And, 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 and this is the second one this month because yes. earlier in the month we had uh, Mr. Moses Magogo. Secondly, Honorable Sec Moses Secondly, I am happy that Honorable Katuntuya can guide as a senior lawyer. Mm. The matter you are beginning to take me in is before court, and it's coming for the hearing on 30 years. Because I would like to request that maybe you would permit me to come back. But have you heard the way I framed the question? Yes, I it have heard. Um, yes, I you said, have, do you, you, have said, you have said that... Uh, do you have any control first, over National Council National of Council Sports? National Council of Sports is an agency. Do they listen to you? National Council of Sports is an agency in the Ministry of Education and Sports. 
under my total control and command. Uh, you and say of, under my total control and, and command. command. And of course, of course, even me and under control of the Minister of Education and Sports, who is the first lady. However, we have had quite many issues, to be honest, guess. We have 51 federations in the country. Out of the 51, we have had issues. Like I, when I was handed in office, the Hanover report by my brother, Hamson Oboa, mentioned about three federations with more issues. Among them was the Netball Federation, boxing, and basketball. But I want to say that uh, boxing and basketball seems to be getting to move on the right track. And what are the issues? One of them are the issues of governance within their respective constitutions, where I, as a supervisor and the regulator, most times when they go there, they amend their constitutions, others protest, what, what. Those issues end up by coming to the what? To the regulator. So the number two is lack of accountability of public funds. By, by all means, we give money to this federations. Unfortunately, these federations have been running in a way that uh, they, once they advance money, they don't want to account. At the end of the day, they come to most of us here because they are privileged that we are not supporting them. But you know the laws of this country that you must account for public funds. For instance, the World Cup we are talking about netball. No, you said you leave netball out of this But let me talk about let me talk about let me let me talk about other federations. Mm. I'm aware of one federation where we gave them about 980 million. Out of the 980 million, what I call an athlete or a player in the budget was only meant to get $15. $15. Can you imagine? <laughs> but where is the other money? Mm. The other money has been put in areas where they consume officials. Oh, they eat money from. So Ogwang should sit there and look at some of these things. The athletes are complaining directly. What has been <laughs> happening there is they don't have systems. Once you send money, instead of money being sent direct to the accounts of the players or the athletes, who are, whom we call the most valuable persons, and is the reason we are there. It was not the case. They go and withdraw money, then distribute. You mm. makes noise, you're given more. Who doesn't make noise, you're given less. So these are the issues which have come in family. First mm. of all, to create a sense of accountability and value for money. Now that, that money thing is big. Don't don't exonerate yourself no, as I'm well. Because the, even the athletes there. complain that you mostly give to football. I'm coming. That there. is where I will, you I will put address the money. all those issues mm. because I know them. Mm. Now, the question is. We send money nowadays to federations, but before money is sent to those federations, we ensure that we look at the budgets which come from federations. An athlete, in my considered opinion, as of now, what is happening, they are getting better money than before. I want to give an example of Uganda Athletics Federation, who have just returned from the World Athletic Championship in Budapest. For the first time, these athletes have, each person has earned 10 million. Ever since they started running, but the, the council you're talking about, it has been there. What has brought the changes? Mm. Is that because we're beginning now to put our areas of efforts and emphasis on supporting an athlete. Number two, even dress code, like the way I'm dressed. What has been happening? Money goes there, they come with their claims. We're going to dress them in Uganda. There was a time I went to Thailand. Do you know what happened? I'm sorry to mention this. One federation had only four, four kids for 12 athletes. 
you one, must two, one, two, three, four. Yes. You must run. Then you come back. You then you undress. I was there with the sweat you give it to the sweat. <laughs> what I'm telling is a fact. This is true. Yes, because I'm speaking the truth here. I was there. I came back. I was mad. I said, "Can this continue under our watch?" So the moment you continue tightening, issues now begin emerging. Because for me, remember also, and you must have seen this, these big tournaments. What has been happening? I normally call them tours. We the privileged are the ones who go in more. Then the athletes who must be given enough facilitations are the ones who are few, even are paid less. Now, what we are doing now, we have said, please, for God's sake, with the privilege, unless you're important and you have a role to play, then you can go. If not, please remain. So some of these things, some federations, remember, I am sorry to mention this, we are using... These opportunities of traveling out of Uganda for international competition to take some Ugandans out there to go and do cheyo. So for me, as a, as a minister of the sector, I am putting up systems to curtail, to control this. And that's where now you see there's a problem. Parliamentary parliament is here. What has been happening, most of these things have gone to parliament. Parliament comes up with the reports and recommendations. Which recommendations? I am extremely implementing them. For me as a minister in the sports subsector, I'm following up. For, for example? Which, for example, I want mm. to talk about who, who are these federations? Mm. Uh -uh, not, not netball. I don't want to talk about netball. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I do want to, to put Semuji to put me there. Who are these federations? For instance... I agree with you. We are looking at uh, Ogwangia with very annoyed faces about netball, but we shall not speak about it. So I've switched off my, your microphone every time you speak about netball because the, the, the case is in court. You can speak about National Council of Sports. Oscar, mm. for instance, mm. Parliament asked me a question. Why are you giving money to these federations? Who are they? Mm -hmm. These are private entities. What safeguard do you have for the public funds? That was Parliament. Are you getting me? Mm. These, were, these, were, these were valid questions from Parliament. <laughs> Now that they are not accounting, what obligations do you have to enforce accountability? Eh? I went back and said, they have genuine reasons. So now we have come up with a safeguard. It's a recommendation of parliament which said that before we begin to advance, and it is also now in the new law, which we have approved, before we begin advancing money mm. to this federation, we must have the memorandum of understanding. These are private entities. But but FIFA accounts to FIFA, not to you. No, I'm talking about government money. But even no. as government now, according to the new law, whatever FIFA sends, we must know as government how much has FIFA sent to FIFA. Okay. And for what? And that is the current law now. If mm. I talk about FIFA, it is again, the questions come, why is FIFA getting 17 billion? First, let me go on record. The most popular sport is football. Secondly, FUFA went and lobbied from the president. The mm. president gave them a directive that the national team, which is a screens, must be sponsored by government. Government must pay a national but team. But the, the most successful team is netball. No, I'm coming. So to, if you want me to talk about the most successful team, mm. government, like the president ranking. said, mm. the, 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 the president said the national team coach for football must be sponsored. FUFA. Operates as 10 national teams, 10 competitions. 
So if you're doing about 17, divide by 10, that tells you that each team is getting 1.7 billion. So that tells you that even that money alone is not a lot. It's, not, it's very little. But the challenge is out here in the public, people think that's a lot of money. Friends, friends, the sports investment is very expensive. Sports world over, private sector supports it. In Uganda, I want to interest the private sector to come out and support the sports. For instance, let me talk about the very, the very FUFA now. Mm. Advertisement. The new law now, by the way, has given a leverage to federations if they take advantage of it. Let me talk about the kit. As of now, it is only if it is a FUFA limited, it's a FUFA who has a right to print the kits of football. And the law now compels you goes to begin bringing, how do we call it? From Chikubo. You are penalized. So now, if you want to be a supplier, FUFA can have its agents get commission and sell the kids. Same to Netibo, but even advertisements. Mm. So for me, I want to tell yes, you that. Yes, I, I buy from FUFA as well. Yes, mm. so I want to encourage Ugandans and specifically sportsmen and women and the federations that part of the challenges which are giving their work to fail to get money from the private sector is because of body governance. And those are the internal contradictions. So which company would want to put its money in a sport which has its internal contradictions? Serious companies don't. But these are the things which the National Council of Sports you're talking about. I am now beginning to re-emphasize, take them to go and cut out awareness or sensitize those people on good corporate governance issues as far as sports is concerned. Mm. So, on the question of netball, I want to say, Why as of now... As of He's now, not on microphone. Mm. As of now, I want to be honest that I will be much more interested to discuss the matter and to tell the public the chronology of what the challenges they then. No. I want to say they it then Netball Federation. Uh. No, I want to correct that clearly. It is not Museven's wife. It is the Ministry of Education, which and specifically the regulator, which has withdrawn its certificate. Based on the reasons which I want, don't but want to disclose because we're in quarters of now. And I you. thank you. No, you can't disclose. <laughs> no. Welcome back. Hey. Welcome back from the break. It was a, a bit of a noisy break. Honorable uh, Semuju, so do you then think that uh, Peter Gwang has a difficult job managing national <coughs> council of sorts because my question to him was does he have any power or influence over national council of sports and he has given a spirited uh defense but uh do you think he does first of all i was sympathetic when ogwanga was appointed minister for sports and i didn't say it in parliament because the funding to the sports sector um at one time was 1.5 billion, <laughs> I think five. At, so the whole subsector of sports at one time had only a commissioner, a minister, and a driver. The whole <laughs> subsector. Yes, they had a driver, a commissioner, and a minister. <clears throat> I said <laughs> it is true. And I said have an assistant commissioner. <laughs> no, <laughs> only a commissioner. He didn't even have a secretary. <laughs> He's sympathizing so they, with you. So <laughs> I, I said, why have they taken my friend to almost an existing ministry? But I like Ogwang because I saw the energy he had put in the Minister for Economic Monitoring. 
that was racking and it went with him. Now I don't even remember who the minister is, the one they put there. <clears throat> but also Ogwanga is not an outsider. This is a state house uh, son. And in the circumstances that we find ourselves as a country, these are the people we are hung or going, who have grown up in a state house that you need in a position. Because an ordinary minister, I don't think you will find time to meet Kataha. Yet Shiran is the ministry from her sitting room and bedroom in state house. <clears throat> but having said that, Oscar, this is true. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I speak about this with pain. But having said that, Recently, the budget for the sports increased to 40. Yeah, that's the subsector to 48. Um, and I think from 15, I don't know whether the budget for Guang has, I don't know that it has increased. <coughs> but the, I looked at Nigeria almost 10 years ago. The equivalent of National Council of Sports in Nigeria, that more than 10 years ago when I was doing research on sports. Nigeria was putting 250 billion shilling in their equivalent of National Council for Sports. The trouble is that uh, sports is run by private federations. These private federations, uh, by their background, don't want to account. I remember one time President Seven came to watch a football match in, uh, in, uh, in Nambole. He was almost sucking the FIFA president. He didn't know until he was told, no, 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 you, you have no power over him because of the dressing, because of many things. During the break, uh, I was still in the media, we were told he was quarreling and he said, this guy suck him. He said, no, no, we can't suck him, sir. So the relationship between the state and, 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 and federation is, is, is a bit tricky. That's why I'm concerned with uh, Ogwang and uh, his supervisor, Honorable Kataha, disbanding uh, after messing up the, the Tiboro Federation by you and your supervisor. So the money that is there that people are quarreling over is also little money. If you want to go and compete with these countries, you need to put their money. But also, the, 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 the <clears throat> because I see now a desire and appetite by Ogwanga and his supervisor, because they want to improve, so they want to run these things now directly. I see that. Um, and I want to see them there, but they must be very careful, well, because you're going to cost us as a country. Yeah. Like others who have tried to do the thing that you are doing ended up. Because these federations, by their nature now, they will raise complaints and then you will be suspended, like many other African countries have before. So, Oscar, for me, the money that we've put there as parliament is still too little if you want to compete with the best in the world. We, we need, and of course, my own feeling was that sports should even be a ministry on its own. Maybe you can add their youth. And then allow it to run, not in the bedroom of the president, because the wife is tired, but she also very difficult to access. This netball I have been following. You hear she the one who has put a um, general brigade So they are now they are quarrelling with the Babiri, who is a former MP. So the whole mess at Ogwanga's desk. And, and the question he asked is whether he will be able to deal with the National Council of Sports. Mm. There it is easier because National Council of Sports is statutory. Government can, can interfere. But uh, him interfering in uh, FUFA, in the Netball Federation, in boxing. The other day the boxing uh, chairman was in Uzira. Uh, <coughs> and I think... <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a Ali box to somebody. And would you be surprised if a boxing chair Why does an honorable Samudunga copy the statement? What I want to see. My prayer to you is that invest heavily in the sports infrastructure. When you finish the infrastructure, create a framework. I hope the new law will be implemented. Create a framework where the government money can be accounted. Because the private money that we pay entering the gate, you will have, generally you can, but you cannot directly go and force accountability there. Otherwise, you are going to run into trouble. And sports in the whole world, see how many investigations have been done about FIFA itself. And how many people in FIFA are getting arrested almost the other day. <laughs> so it's, it's a bit difficult, but I pray for you. I like you as a person, but please stop running uh, the spots in the bedroom of the president. Oscar, why don't they make clarification? Not yet, not yet, not yet. Honorable Katonto. Mm. Uh, first of all, we need to be very careful here. Mm. One of the best ambassadors a country can have is sports. And, and we've seen that the world all over. Two, one of the uniting factors in this country is sports. Exactly. So as a country, we cannot afford to mess up this sector. That's number one. Number two, government should support, support fully support sports. Even this sort of money is, this federation raise is certainly very little money. At the end of the day, they would need the public resources to be invested in their federations. Unfortunately for the law, once there is public money, it attracts Auditor General's auditing. Yeah. I, I, it's automatic. That's the illegal requirement. So these federations should know once they demand, even if it's one shilling, they have already opened up the door. And yet they need the money and also need to invest the sports. Because this thing is not about these private people coming mm. together. It is about a country. So as long so, so as Ogwang needs to look at our annoyed, annoyed faces. Yes, as yes. long as we put money there, <laughs> we must audit what is going on. And the governance issues are always there, they, and they'll always be there the world over, mm. where public money is. I, I can't say a responsible minister saying, well, by the way, those things are private things there. Then why is he a minister for the sector? Mm -hmm. And I need to congratulate mm -hmm. both uh, his predecessor. Uh, Hamson Obua and 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 uh, Ogwang here. I, I, to me, they and have the, been the and best. And the, uh, the boss uh, is not available. How can the boss? <laughs> <laughs> the, they have been the best for this sector. One, we've increased the public funding yeah. as a result of them making case in the cabinet during the budget process and then the Minister of Finance providing resources. There was little, little money. Though even the one we've increased is not. Still it is still too little. We even need to put in more. But the more we put in, the more accountability we will demand. The more reason, by the way, even if it's their private sector uh, federations, there is no way parliament will not look into their affairs. It's not possible whether they are conducting them. Because at the, uh, these are public affairs. Mm -hmm. They are private federation, but the sports is public. Uh, 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 and, and, a public good. Yeah. So to me... Even private. Parliament uh, is us. They yes, exactly. So to me, Honorable Guam, go ahead and clean up the entire mess. Yeah. Nanfi. In but the ministry. No, in the uh, National Council of Sports. I be impressed if I yeah. see heads rolling. I haven't seen Nanfi, go to the microphone. Mm. Oh, I, I remember actually. Yes. The, yes. Oh. You're on microphone. <laughs> 
And he says, Oh, I'm on microphone. Yes, you are. She was there looking at Honorable Gwanga so closely. Please, you are. We are giving our Gwang looks to show you. Before I see heads rolling, I'm not but going Nancy, to be impressed. Do you remember the other day you, you talked here on Gang about money delivered to Rwanda for basketballers? Was it Ogwang that sent that money? No, no, the, 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 the first family, Muhozi sent the money. That's, that's, that's what we were complaining about. Why does it have to be Muhozi sending money to our team which is stranded in Rwanda? Maybe he got it from Ogwang. Because think no, about it, it how did our team get it there, then they're stranded. It, oh. it, where did he get it from? Does he have other sources of income that we don't know about? He's What's a public uh, figure. He's an army general. So he needs to he be audited by race. IGJ. Okay, so many so questions there which need <laughs> answers. Now, um... She really talked and talked and talked <laughs> yeah. a lot about that basketball yes. money. I, I was actually... Uh, you see, like, you know, like when he says that w they got to... What country was it? In uh, Asian, Thailand. The Asian Games? Thailand. 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 And then you find out that we are sharing shirts. Yeah, very annoying. Oscar, how much are shirts? This is not even 200,000 shillings that you need. And yet, did anyone resign over that? Did anyone... Uh, you make your submission. He's, no, he's taking notes. They will tell no, you I'm, this I'm is a private... It, it, they will tell us it's a private matter. <laughs> which is, because the people there and the person in the position whose head should be rolling has connections which um, poor Honorable Gwang here cannot even start to touch. So you, 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 you see, your work is, is, is you, 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 you can gloss over it, but your work is cut out for you if you're to improve even this sports sector. When you say we need more funding, at the end of the day, this is Uganda with a limited resource basket. We have to prioritize our funding. So if you have, a if, if, if you have private federations, they need to show us what they are doing for us. It's a case of, to those who have more shall be added. You see, the reason why, you see... Um, football can lobby and get more funding is because at least they're somewhere. They're showing something. Recently, at least, we are hosting the African Cup of... Uh, Afri uh, uh, yes. Football the world over. But you see, at the end of the day, if, if they didn't have anything... You remember when they, they, were, they were a mess during Obua's time? There was an Obua who used to head FUFA. Yes. You remember him? Dennis, yes. Dennis, yes that one. So... The, at that point, football was still the, the biggest game on the planet, but still you were hard-pressed to even give them any money. But what I'm saying, um, Honorable, is if, if heads can roll and you treat sports as a business, like a private business, like the way you see MTN is treated, there's profit, there's profit margins, there is investment. We invested this amount of money. How many trophies do we get? Do we withdraw funding? Leave these things of netball. We are withdrawing the certification. Now we are in court. Those are petty fights that are going to just roll you back. To move forward, I think when heads start, ro head start rolling in the, in, the, in the sports sector, we'll be more impressed by the work you're doing to make the changes. Otherwise, it's going to still remain a flea-infested... Um, we have a young person. Old people mm. retire. Starting with... Go on, go on, Nafi. Nafi? <laughs> yes. Mm. No, Oscar, that's my, my submission okay. about the sports. Moses, you're on. Uh, <coughs> Peter, there's also a comment here. Ask Ogwang about misuse of sports facilities for commercial events at the detriment of a sports they are supposed to promote. Examples, cricket, hockey, boxing, all these you have uh, host, uh, uh, commercial uh, activities on sports grounds. Moses, you're on microphone. Uh, thank you, Oscar. Well, what do I say about sports? Uh, I'm happy that the Honorable Peter Ogwang, the Minister of State for Sports and MP from... Ngariam. 
is doing well. He's doing well. So, listen, listen. You see, Honorable uh, Gwang. Honorable Gwang mentioned that uh, I, that I mentored him. So he worked with me at State House for like ten years. Yes. In the youth department. So I'm happy the work he's doing. So it means I'm a very good leader. So, uh, so wait, 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 wait. So, uh, Samuji is unlucky that he never worked under me. That's <laughs> why <laughs> should have been a better person. But that on the side, <laughs> that on the side, that on the side. Uh, uh, that, that on the side. Well, we, we need to invest in sports as a. Uh, but there are many people. Uh, the, uh, we, we, we need to invest in sports as a country. There's no doubt about it. It's a good. Honorable uh, to said through sports you it attracts tourism. In fact, when you host games like now, we are this the, the one coming ahead in 2027. 20, uh, the South African countries, Uganda, Kenya, and Tanzania, which will uh, host the, the, the jointly. It will it, first of all the people who will come here to play from our countries. Will be, some of them will be coming to Uganda for the first time. They will see Uganda. Uganda will be in international uh, media and so forth on TV. So uh, sports uh, is, is good to market the country. Yes. It's good to market the country. I remember we were talking about netball. When the, the, those ladies, or when, when, where, where were they? Abdul? Australia. Australia. <laughs> Australia. Uh, yeah. So oh, that, 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 that video was uh, went viral. Went viral. I even kept it myself. So really, we need we, we, we need to market <laughs> we need to market sports sports market our country. It's, it's very good. Country to to comment on what Samuja has been saying about the honorable minister of sports. The whole of of sports, uh, I mean education, education and sports, the overall, uh, the Honorable Janet Museveni, she's accessible. At least no ministry person can say they don't access her, they do access her. They all the, uh, when you write her, even if someone wrote her, any letter you wrote her will reach her. She replies all the letters, her office replies all the letters they receive. And so the, that issue of uh, inaccessibility is not there. Mm, okay. Well, yes, you, yes, may, uh, you, you may not believe me, but uh, the point I'm making is that the Honorable Janet Museveni is accessible uh, in yes, her yes. ministry as thank required. You, thank you, thank you. Let's now back to you, Honorable Ogwang. Another First, message here. This is from a Mongole, a Mongole uh, lawyer. A Mongole says, Omongole. Yes. yes, I said Omongole. <laughs> so, Oscar, tell the doctor and Minister Gwang to respect the comparative advantage of each sub-region in the country. Yeah. Trying to spread coffee growing will instead kill it instead. Uh, like dairy farming where every region is involved but no meat or milk is exported. If Ogwang wants to grow coffee, let him buy land in central Uganda. This idea of spreading killed this idea of spreading killed our cows and brought rotting oranges to Teso. 
All my brother knows about I know why he's actually conflicted when he talks about cows cows I know he's a beneficiary of too many things that is not for here so let let me let me address the subject matter why I'm here first mm. of all I would like to thank the panelists here and all the listeners out there for the questions and the good comments they have given I have the following observations like senior Moses has said the honor minister of education and sports is accessible at any minute, I'm coming there because she's a minister. And number two, number two, I want to address myself to a few issues. The question of the stranded basketball team in Chigal then. Those are some of the issues which we are now addressing. Government gave money, but what the federation then did was to entirely not put money to its purpose. And at the end of the day, but I'm coming to talk about their, 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 their resignation. At the, at the end of the day, these are people who manage their own affairs based on their constitutions. When we try to go in, they say we are interfering. So what we have as government is a certificate. And that's why the powers we have as government as a regulator is entirely to withdraw our certificate. And the moment we withdraw our certificate, there's no federation. That's all. So, I want to put it on record. That problem was sorted. And by the way, Basketball of now is one of the best performing federations because they, they sat down and addressed some of the, what, the issues they had. And even us as government, we raised the red flag that you seem to be going beyond the red line. The second issue is on the issue of what? Of treating sports as a business. True. I entirely agree with you that these federation leaders should accept to learn to treat their, that sport they own as a business. It helps them in terms of growth. The issue of sports infrastructure is one area, Oscar, will again request you to give us some time to come here. I certainly will. Because that's a big area for purposes of developing sports in this country. World over, governments work with the private sector to invest in infrastructure development. And I want to talk about the Lugogo Indo project. We have secured a company which is going to construct state-of-the-art 15,000 seat arena, indoor arena in Lugogo. And that will change. No, we are not bringing Peneti. This information is public. And in the next two months, I know we will sign a formal, formal contract between that company, the Turkish company, which has constructed stadiums and in this, this kind of infrastructure in 183 countries across the world, including the Chigal Arena, by the, the way. This is for Lugogo? Yes, that's Lugogo. Because I was on the committee for the one that refurbished the, the, the stadium the with MTN. The MTN, no, that mm. all is going the to go down. No, no, we did more. <laughs> <laughs> we brought seats. <laughs> we also brought a floor. <laughs> and it was badminton. Doesn't it hurt us? It, it does. It does. <laughs> we want to powerful. In, 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 I want to thank you, Oscar, for the good work you did. Yes. As of now, yes. to be honest, it is helping. Yes. I just imagine yes. if at that time you had not done that work, it would have be been a problem. Yes. And now, it has been it has been overused and it is old. But and we stipulated no more weddings want, in there. But I want to confirm. Yes. Before Ogwanga leaves, I want to know when we will stop playing football from Algeria, from uh, Katakui, when really Uganda will be playing I'm in Uganda. It's about infrastructure. I'm coming to, I'm coming to talk yeah. to today. I know you're also conflicted. It is in your conscience, but I'm going to address that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Go on. now, I want to say this. 
First, I want to allay all the fears of the people who talk about the sport of us with young and safe. True, I've done it, but we're also in touch with the, with the World Netball. And I want to confirm the World Netball is coming up to put up what, what is in the law, the harmonization committee. That harmonization committee is going to be appointed by the World Netball in line with our law. That, that will fast track the entire process of how the Netball Federation should be brought back and government register it. And we're looking at events which are coming. African Netball Championship is going to be there and Uganda has to participate. So, fellow countrymen and women, we are cognizant of what we need to do, but I also want to say we cannot allow a few selfish individuals to kill the sports, which sport is bigger for all of us as a nation. That we will continue to enforce. The other one which I want to, uh, to, to talk about is a question of what? Of, uh, I think this I've addressed Semuju said about uh, General Bekwaso. What I want to, to, to again uh, tell... Uh, that one, the, uh, we leave. There's only one. one information. It's not about court. No, no, but that one, let's leave. Why? The, the reason why I'm bringing... Yeah, they are the ones in court. There's, a, no, there's only one. Court. She's not in court. She, the person has taken us government. General Bwekwaso is an elected vice president of that federation then. Yeah, so so is the president. president. Listen. The president, the president is then, because I'm talking about the Honorable defunct. Wang, let's leave that. Uh, <laughs> no, <you can laughs> let's leave. go to the they next one. Honorable Semuju, the moderator has asked you on record. No, that one I want to put it on record also. I thought when, in Honorable, the law, when the Honorable president Wang. is not available, the uh, vice is or takes so. As the moderator has asked you, go to the next one. Yes, and the next one is using those facilities for commercial events. Talk about the facilities. It's true. And sometimes they the flood money, and the so money, on. The money which is collected goes to the government, to the consolidated funds. Because as far as I'm concerned, before any service provider is given opportunity to hire that facility, it has to pay money to government. So that whatever national logo go and talk about where again we have maybe now Mbole now, which is coming up. Does Lugogo flood as well? Yes, it, it does. Floods. It does. And that's why we are saying Lugogo is a cricket oval. Yeah. Are, you, are we clear there? We needed to have worked on the drainage system. Yes. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that work was not done. But I want now to confirm, we can't do it because we are going to have a new project in that area. And okay. that project, mm. that is the Inda Arena. Yeah. Ah. It is entirely 12.8 acres is going to be taken over as and as an arena, which will accommodate more sport. We will transfer, and we're already in negotiations with Chambogo University, we will transfer the cricket oval, and we will de develop it mm. to modern cricket oval in Chambogo. Oninambole, Honorable Semuju, I want to officially invite you to go with me. Listen, I'm coming to, I'm coming to talk about that. The contract extension will agree the ends on 30th of November. As of now, seats have already been put in place. As of now, the construction of the pitch is also getting to its final stage. They have already planted grass. As of now, even the second pitch, which is outside, there's grass being planted. And the final touches on fixing what needs to be done is what's taking place. So when I expect to be handed the facility on 30th of November this year, and I want to say this, four weeks today. Four weeks today. Yeah. And I want to thank the UPDF and the team which has been working on that pitch. The other one is for information. No. Yeah, go on. For information purposes. Mm. I want to today to welcome most of the people. I see my young brother there. He seems to be a rugby player. 
that today we have what we call a rugby fan today we have what we call the most organized we 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 first listen to me we have what we call the victoria cup the victoria cup the victoria cup is for three countries that's uganda kenya and zambia 15 rugby 15 there's going to be a game and i want to request you honorable semuju it's in your constituency it is in your please i don't know whether i should invite you or you should invite me but uh, it is in Biogerere. Please, please don't. Please, please go on. But what I want to say, the word I'm saying, I am meaning that it is in Semuyondo oh, Semuju's okay. constituency. That's okay. Now, Bueyo Gerere. Yes. Aha. Now let me put it on. Bueyo Gerere. Yes. So honorable Semuju. Is that in your constraints? Honorable Gwan. Finish with this one. The other one. Listen to this one. Let's finish with Caesar Atoki. Says at Semuyo Amsoke, the minister and his team must learn to sort out accountability issues without impacting the sports themselves. They can deal with individuals but shield the rest of the sports especially the ones that have been making great positive strides. That's what we tried. Unfortunately, the individuals resisted. So that let me now say this. So in conclusion... Now, in conclusion, mm. I also want to thank the Kabaka. Yeah. I want to thank the Kabaka of Uganda. Okay, now that one, speak. Because <laughs> today, <laughs> because today we have the Masaza Cup final, and I want to interest all of us, yes, the Masaza Cup final, it's, it's, it's taking place today in Wankulukuko. I want to invite those who are able to join uh, His Highness the Kabaka of Uganda for that great game. I, I want to thank the kingdom because it has really been promoting sports development in the kingdom of Uganda. And I call upon other kingdoms to join and to see what Uganda is doing. Yeah, I thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, let me, let me uh, Moses, to finish the show because we have uh, our gangster in high places. Uh, being written uh, letters about uh, uh, a particular PS saying return the power. So how does that affect our friend uh, Ramadan and his uh, implementing his work? He's doing very well. <laughs> That's the only answer. But when I was for me, I was very happy with the Geraldine. How do you continue paying this daily money, and you have your own building? Because she may not have followed all the procedures, but nobody can justify continuing to rent. Wait, why didn't you building. say that in Parliament? No, I wasn't there the day they were discussing that. Okay, so thank you, listeners of the uh, Capital Gang. Uh, thank you, Honorable Katuntu, Honorable Semuju, Honorable Ogwang. Thank you, Moses Biarohanga. Uh, and when Moses is in studio, we have a uh, mega coffee. We had a coffee discussion here, and uh, Dr. Yamulemie has gone. I'd wanted to ask him, Moses, who's listening in Munich of, with uh, Simple Radio, wanted to ask him what happened to Ban Cafe. Uh, we have Dick in Chigo, says UCDA can't help us in the villages. Star Cafe, thank you so much uh, for powering gang. Thank you, Namfi. I am Oscar Semuyam Soke, and I shall see you next week. <laughs>